Joel Harden is an Ottawa-based NDP MPP talking about Ottawa, talking about the Emergencies Act, and he's been one of the harshest critics of Doug Ford not showing up and testifying when being asked, at least for the interview that would prep you for getting um, that particular testimony in play. So Joel Harden joins us, and we talk about some of the other issues facing the province that, to be honest, some are saying this issue is distracting from. That's on Toronto Today. Another day, and Doug Ford did appear in Queen's Park yesterday in the provincial legislature. We were digging a little bit last night and came up with audio from him from February 15th. This is a day after the Emergencies Act was put through. I want you to hear this, and then we're going to speak with Joel Harden, a provincial member of the NDP for Ottawa Centre. Here's Doug Ford on February 15th. Given the police the tools that they need to, to move the occupiers on, it's easy for us to sit here in Toronto and in Hamilton and around the GTA. Imagine being held hostage, a million people. They, they can't go downtown. They can't even go to the mall downtown to go shopping. It's crazy. And I, again, I'm the first to say that we have the right to protest and we have, the, I believe, in freedoms and liberties in this country. And I'd never, ever want to squash that. But when you're holding up the economy and you're costing $700 million, and that's just short term, long term, some companies just say, that's it, we're out of here, we're gone, you never get them back. That's Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario. Let's bring on Joel Harden, uh, who's transportation critic, but also member of the Ontario Provincial Parliament for the NDP for Ottawa Centre. What's your reaction when you hear those comments from the Premier the day after Valentine's Day, a day after the Emergencies Act was enacted, Joel? Pretty rich, Greg. I'll be honest with you. It's pretty rich. The, the Premier had the power as the agency here in the country that controls licensing for commercial vehicles to ticket and tow these trucks weeks before the Emergencies Act was declared, Craig, in the province of Quebec, our neighbors on the other side of the Ottawa River, that is exactly what Premier Legault did. All of the trucks that arrived in Montreal and Quebec City were leafleted and they were told, if your rig is here for longer than six hours, you're going to be ticketed and you're going to be towed. And guess what? There were no encampments. They came, they protested, they left. But here in Ontario, the Premier, early in this, in this moment, was cheering on the convoy movement. That's what he was on record saying. But he had a change of heart a couple of weeks later. And what I'm seeing at the uh, inquiry, Greg, is evidence that suggests we knew how serious this threat was long before they arrived in Ottawa, and the Premier did not act. Before we talk about his lack of willingness to go and do an interview before testifying, um, it's pretty clear from those comments he's on board with the enactment of the Emergencies Act, though. So even if he was pro-convoy prior to, it's hard to make the case that four, and maybe some people were as well, hey, go do what you want. But after four weeks, it was way too much even for Premier Ford, wasn't it? But I, I feel, Greg, I just want, I can't get away from the fact that this is a guy who wants to seem like he's on the side of the people of Ottawa, the people of Windsor, after the fact, or in the middle of it. And he had the power to ticket and tow trucks long before the Prime Minister decided that the Emergencies Act was necessary. Again, in Quebec, that's the message that was sent. And do you know what, Greg? When this Premier finally did get around to ticketing and towing 39 truck vehicles, he gave the keys back to those owners a week later with no fines despite promising $100,000 fines for those vehicles, no penalty whatsoever. What message does that send? 
Can I make the case that you're right in Windsor, the ambassador bridge blocked and Windsor police and Windsor's mayor worked with uh, OPP and the province to clear the ambassador bridge in Toronto. You probably watched it Friday night. There's trucks Mm -hmm. assembling. We're not sure what's going to happen by Saturday at sunset. Really, they're all gone. Can I make the case Mm -hmm. that those are two case two cases where Ontario's involvement worked in Windsor and Toronto? But but you're right. They didn't want a part of Ottawa. So this is my ongoing fear with this government, Craig. I think they believe that Ottawa is the federal government's responsibility. I think they let us stew in our juices for weeks because they believed it was somebody else's problem. But the federal government does not regulate commercial licensing. They do not regulate insurance. That's the province's role. So it was actually up to this premier. And Andrew Horvath, our former leader, and I are on record, Greg, early in February, insisting that the government act on licensing and insurance, and they sat on their hands. They did nothing. In Windsor, it was actually businesses and civilians that brought the injunction, not this government, to reopen the Ambassador Bridge. In Ottawa, it was citizens and small businesses that brought an injunction that stopped the constant honking of horns at over 80 decibels, ear-splitting levels. It was never the province of Ontario. It was never the city of Ottawa. It was never the federal government. Governments have been playing catch-up here, And we have a lot of lessons to learn now on how we keep each other safe, because quite frankly, of the list of people that really failed us, for me, Greg, Premier Ford is right up at the top. Joel Joel Harden's joining us, NDP MPP for Ottawa Centre. The federal leader of the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, had great reservations about the Emergencies Act. How did you feel about it at the time when it was being debated? I was opposed to it, and I'm still opposed to it, Greg. I don't mind telling you, Mm -hmm. but I just agree to disagree with my federal colleagues. I take civil liberties very seriously. Uh, I worry about the implication of the Emergency Act. And again, because I happen to be a neighbor of Quebec, on the other hand, I speak French and I follow the media over there. Uh, I watched with interest at the message Premier Legault's government sent this convoy movement. People have the right to protest, and we have a lot of healing to do as a country. There's a lot of anger and frustration out there about COVID. Fair enough, right? But you don't have a right to hold a city hostage. You don't have a right to barricade buildings. You don't have a right to harass people on their way to work or force small businesses to close down for weeks. That's what ended up happening, even if members of the convoy movement didn't intend everyday residents of Ottawa to be the target, we ended up becoming the target. So for me, for me, the issue here is how do we make sure people's civil liberties are maintained and how could we have resolved this? I think the balance sheet is the province was the actor that needed to act early and they didn't. What's your theory on why Doug Ford and Sylvia Jones won't go? They're afraid. That's the only conclusion I can draw. But they have to be afraid of something. So what is that? Again, I don't have the evidence before me, so it's hard to speculate. I know this premier early in this convo moment was cheering it on. What conversations did he have? I know our former mayor of Ottawa worked with the premier's former chief of staff, Dean French, to stitch up a private meeting with convoy leaders, some of whom have been involved in active hate speech against some of our neighbors who are uh, racialized, who are queer, transgender, like people who said some truly despicable things, Greg. And, and a former agent of this premier was involved. What did he know? Did he, was he party to those conversations? What did he do? Did he pick up the phone when the prime minister was saying, we're going to convene some meetings to bring all levels of government together? What I know, Greg, is that he didn't show up and he told the mayor of Ottawa, it was not, quote, not worth my time. So what will we find out at the inquiry? I don't know, but look, real leaders face the music. It's happened to me in my life as a politician. I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've had to face the music. Premier, Minister uh, of Health, Minister Jones, Caroline Mulrooney, the Transportation Minister, they all need to go to Ottawa to face the music. 
Joel Harden's our guest uh, from the Ontario NDP. What responsibility do you lay at the doorstep? You know the city. It's your city. Um, what mm-hmm. th- what responsibility do you lay at the doorstep of, of the mayor and its police force? Well, I'm vastly disappointed. I'll be honest with you. Policing is not an easy job. But again, I'm seeing evidence from this commission that there was absolute reason to believe folks were not just coming for the weekend, which is what our former police chief said was going to happen. They were not coming for the weekend. They were coming for the long haul. And moreover, the thing that really concerns me, because I I, have, I grew up in rural Ontario, Greg. I'm not originally from downtown Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks in rural Canada were part of this movement, and that's fair enough. But I know people who were part of this movement because they didn't like COVID policies. But at the helm of this movement, Greg, were some truly frightening and despicable people who have said awful things about some hateful things. And they jumped into the leadership of this movement and it was a truly dangerous moment. And what I saw in the city was a protest organized, the logistics of which unlike anything I've ever seen in 25 years of politics, Greg, highly organized, always five steps ahead of the police. And we had people at the top of this movement who had made a career spouting hateful speech. So I was genuinely concerned for the security of my city and do I think the city and its police force did enough to to assess it clearly and to act? No, I don't. Were they mixed in with regular Canadians who just had a problem with vaccine mandates? I watched a lot of the interviews with yeah. with truckers. Uh, I watched a lot of the interviews with with people who brought their kids, and I thought these people yeah. don't seem like terrorists. These people don't seem illogical enough to to want to you know uh, you know uh, send people to jail and try people for treason. Um, there was mm-hmm. a, there was a mixture. Isn't that safe to say? I, I think it is fair to say, Greg, that at the helm of this movement were some truly frightened people who've said some truly awful things and have a lot of soul searching to do what they want to do with their lives. In a moment when people are extremely frustrated and we've lived through hell with, with this pandemic, they decided to inflict pain among the people of downtown Ottawa to make their point. And some opportunistic hate groups, Greg, they jumped into this moment and in some cases attacked and harassed our neighbours. So I know because I went truck to truck. I spoke to people personally because I wasn't intimidated by their presidents in our city. Like I wanted yeah. to know why they were there. I heard again and again, Prime Minister Trudeau thinks I don't exist. Prime Minister Trudeau thinks I'm a terrible person. I'm sick of him. I'm here to make my point. And I would say to trucker after trucker, person after person, fair enough. But why don't you go to Parliament Hill? Why don't you go and make your point? Why do you have to force these businesses to shut down? Why do you have to make people afraid to go to work and go about their daily life? And I never got a decent answer to that because I think people were that whipped up. So really, it's up to us as a country to figure out how we heal from this moment. And uh, what, what I think the security issue for me is we, we have to have all levels of government acting early to, to ensure people can express their rights to protest, but frankly, not create uh, an environment of chaos and harassment. Joel Harden, NDP MP for MPP for Ottawa Center. Thank you so much for the time. I hope you'll come on more often. It was great conversing with you today. Hey, cheers, Greg. All the best to you. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot that he gets at. Here's here's the thing, and here's the thing for me is we're wandering into also a really important time to get stuff done. What was the theme of Monday's municipal election? What did you hear candidates say on our radio station Saturday night and in the weeks leading up to it? There's no time to waste. We've got to get stuff done. Housing healthcare, letting the, the people that are new faces in not just municipal politics, but how about provincial politics? Go and get stuff done. All this is doing is delaying some of that. Debating in question period, who's showing up? Who's where? We got actually real issues that we have to get to and we need to get to 
to make where we're going in 2023 the right places to go.